Welcome back to the Soda Pop Podcast. We are on season three, episode seven, and today we have Miss Nicole Powell and Dr. Lindry from the Winners Women's Center joining us. So hello, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, let us know like what your position is, what your duties are here at UNA. Uh, well, I'm uh, Dr. Rafe, and uh, I'm the director of the Center for Women's Studies uh, and have served uh, at the Center for Women's Studies since 2004, but I'm also, I wear uh, another hat, I'm also a professor of history and teach U.S. history and as well as uh, women's studies courses. Um, I teach um, uh, U.S. women, so um, Anyway, so that's, that's my gig here at UNA. And I'm Nicole Powell, and I'm the new coordinator for the Center for Women's Studies. And this will mark what I think my sixth month here. So this is my first semester with students on campus, and I'm loving it. Welcome. What brought you to UNA? Well, we moved down to the Florence area, and I wanted to make a contribution to the community. And so I thought, how better to do that than to work with students here at UNA? Well, we're really lucky to have you, Moral Lions. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Women's Center, right? It's one of the focuses of this episode. So I just want you guys to tell us about the Women's Center and like who is it for, what kind of resources you guys offer, just for the people that don't know about it. Okay. Uh, why don't I start with a little bit of history or background? Uh, of the, the Center for Women's Studies. Um, uh, it's, we, we opened in uh, 2004. Uh, we started out um, with a room in the old Bennett Infirmary uh, for that spring semester of 2004. And we moved into uh, our current location, which is at uh, 663 Northwood Avenue. We're right across the parking lot from Willingham Hall. Uh, we moved there during the summer of 2004. Uh, the, the Center for Women's Studies grew out of our uh, academic minor in women's studies here at UNA. Um, a colleague uh, in the English department, Dr. Anna Lott, uh, who has since retired, but she and I started the Women's Studies minor at UNA back in 2000, actually. So we've had the minor for about 20 years. Um, but we recognized that there was a need for a center as far as a place where, where students could come, an inclusive place on campus where students could come and that would serve a variety of purposes. So uh, the location that we're in became available, that facility became available in 2004 and we have been there since 2004. Um, Dr. Lott retired about eight or nine years ago, around 2012, I guess. And I've served as the director since, but what she and I envisioned um, for the center, and um, I think it has served our, our campus well, is we envisioned a hybrid center um, that, that serves a couple of different purposes. Um, what I mean by a hybrid is that we're an academic center in that we support and schedule courses for the women's studies minor 
but we are also a resource center and a social center in that we provide resources uh, as well as plan and implement programs and um, activities that are about uh, educating the campus community and the larger Shoals community about women's and gender related issues. Um, so, and as I mentioned, we, we, our ethos is that we, um, the women, we want the Women's Center to be an inclusive place where everyone on campus is welcome. All students, even though we're the Center for Women's Studies, we welcome men. We, all, all students are, are welcome and um, we have resources that can support everybody on campus as far as faculty, staff, and students. Um, and so, and two, we also sponsor two recognized student organizations, uh, the student chapter of the American Association of University Women, uh, as well as the Women's and Gender Studies Association. So they do a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that you guys have ample resources for students. Can you tell us what kind of resources you offer? Sure, so I'll jump in here. Um, so quickly sort of listing them, we actually offer free printing and students love that. Um, and then also the director and um, myself serve as confidential Title IX resources. Um, and we also provide personal care items to the UNA community. And we provide free feminine hygiene products to the UNA community through our partnership with the Period Project. And we also have a dedicated lactation room. So let me provide just a little bit more information about all of those. Um, so for free printing, students are able to come in uh, at the beginning of the semester and print their syllabi. Um, they can print assignments, short assignments throughout the semester, and then their midterms and final papers. Uh, in terms of the role that we serve as a confidential Title IX resource, um, what this means, and this is actually uh, an important uh, function uh, that we serve here on campus, this means that any student, staff, or faculty member at UNA can come and speak with us about sex or gender-based discrimination that they've experienced or have witnessed. And so that includes um, sexual harassment and or assault, uh, dating violence, stalking. So they can share that information with us um, and it remains confidential. So we won't share any information that someone else shares with us with the Title IX office without that individual's consent. So we can provide information about on-campus and community resources to that individual and then also encourage them to access those resources if they're comfortable doing so. And so this differs, this role that we have as a confidential Title IX resource differs from the role that other members on the UNA campus uh, have in the sense that they're obligated to inform the Title IX office of any instances or possible instances of sex or gender-based discrimination on campus. Uh, in terms of providing personal care items to the UNA community, uh, we collect personal care items. So think, you know, shampoo, conditioner, soap, toothpaste, mouthwash, deodorant um, for both men, women, and uh, uh, children as well. And this fall, we actually partnered with the pantry, so the food pantry here on campus, and I think their name has changed from the, from the past. So all of the items that we collect are actually available through the pantry. 
So, uh, and I believe that's located in the student engagement office. So we no longer keep personal care items here at the center, but we raise money and we also collect donations um, for the pantry. And so the pantry will assess the needs of the students and purchase um, sort of those in-demand personal care items and also distribute what we have collected. And we just felt this was the best way to ensure that everyone sort of in need on campus could access both personal care items and food in the same spot. Uh, and then in terms of the uh, partnership that we have with the period project, we actually provide free feminine hygiene products um, in all of the women's and gender neutral bathrooms in Collier Library. I believe that the period project historically had provided uh, free feminine hygiene products in the GUC. And so one of their needs was uh, to expand out to the library. And so we've been doing that. And then in terms of the lactation room, there are actually only two lactation rooms here on campus. And so we offer one of those uh, rooms. And so it's available to nursing moms and it's a place, a comfortable place for them to express breast milk and then store um, that in our fridge here. So we actually had um, the pantry on one of our episodes in the past. Oh, and yes, they've just changed their name to the pantry so it would encompass food and personal care, um, not just feeding the pride. Um, yes. But also the period project, I didn't know that was who was behind uh, Call Your Library. So I've noticed that they have the free feminine hygiene products and also in our recreation center. So oh, that's great. The gym um, has some free hygiene products as well. So I great. thought that was really awesome. That is awesome. Yes, this is really wonderful. Thank you guys for providing all these amazing services because it's definitely needed. And, and thank you for telling us because I didn't know that you guys offered all of these services as well. Um, now, we, as you just mentioned, that the Women's Center is a huge part of the campus community. Um, but we know we're aware that you have um, a Women of Action speaker series. You have two speakers coming. Could you give us some more details about that, like who that is and where that's going to be? Sure. So um, the Women in Action series is actually co-sponsored. So it's co-sponsored by the Community Service and Outreach, um, the Mitchell West Center for Social Inclusion, and us, the Women's Center. So we were really excited about this when we were kind of um, brainstorming because we wanted the Women in Action series to serve to connect students here on campus with inspirational women from the local community. Uh, so our guest speakers, they, they come and they're doing this virtually right now, but they share their story. So they speak about not only their careers um, and the amazing work that they've done professionally, but also their involvement and impact in the local community and their life journey. So how they've come to where they are at. So we're hoping that the series is going to serve to inspire others to engage in service-oriented leadership and recognize that one's path is something that's constantly negotiated and, and redefined and renegotiated sort of in the process of getting to where you're going. So last month we had the honor of speaking with Rachel Winston and she was absolutely fabulous. And you can find her talk on YouTube uh, and you can, we have a link to her YouTube 
recording on our Facebook page. So you can access that link through our Facebook page. Uh, and then coming up, we have Katrina Simmons. So she's a councilwoman here in Florence, and she's going to speak on October 21st. And then Janice Fadden, she is the Director of Strategic Engagement at UNA's College of Business, and she's going to speak on November 18th. So like I said, all of these events are taking place virtually. So in order to register for these events, um, students and whomever can go to the Mitchell West Center for Social Inclusion's website uh, and sign up through their website. And it's free sign up, right? It is, yes. Yes. Um, well, those are awesome resources and events that are coming up, but I know you also have another event coming up for uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and that is the Clothesline Project. That's very soon. So can you yes. tell us a little bit about what that is and who it's for? Sure, sure. So October, as um, you mentioned, is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so nationally, one in four women in the U.S. experience domestic violence. And this is also referred to as intimate partner violence. So this is obviously unacceptable. So one of the first steps in preventing domestic violence is raising awareness about it. And so the purpose of the Clothesline Project is to increase awareness about the impact of domestic violence and to celebrate the survivors. So the Clothesline Project is a visual display of shirts with graphic messages and illustrations that survivors of violence and or individuals who love an individual who has been a victim of domestic or sexual assault, they design and decorate shirts. So UNA students, faculty, staff can decorate shirts on October 15th and 16th at the Center for Women's Studies. So they can come in anytime during um, those days and we'll be all set up and they can decorate their shirt and leave it to dry. And then uh, we'll be out in front of the GUC um, or if it's raining underneath the bridge in front of the GUC on the 19th and the 20th from noon to 3.30. Uh, and then we will display the shirts on the 21st and 22nd of October on the hill behind the amphitheater. And I'll add that this year's uh, roughly the, I think it's about the 30th anniversary of the Clothesline Project uh, nationally. And uh, it, it started back in 1990 uh, in Massachusetts. And what uh, women recognized was uh, how many women were experiencing domestic violence and intimate partner violence. And it was, it was, it was a way to be cathartic. It was a way to express as far as what their feelings, what their experiences were, um, as well as to raise awareness. Uh, about uh, domestic violence. So, so this year, uh, women said our 30th anniversary of the Clothesline Project, we beckoned at the start of the semester, we celebrated Women's Equality Day with, because this also is the 100th anniversary of, or the centennial of the uh, ratification of the 19th Amendment. So I wanted to give a shout out to those things when Nicole's talking about the Clothesline Project, so. Uh, I think it's especially concerning right now, especially during a pandemic where people are staying forced to stay at home and like domestic violence has taken a rise at this time and just knowing they're not alone, that there's awareness 
and that they have support in a community as well, I think is really important. Selena, I love that you pointed that out because we've actually been working really closely um, this fall with Safe Place, which is the local domestic violence shelter here in the area. And I just want to do a quick shout out to them and also plug an event that we'll be having um, in November. So they provide an amazing range of resources. And so this includes a 24-hour hotline, um, but also counseling services and support groups and transitional housing and help paying bills. Um, they're fabulous. And so they're always actually looking for donations and uh, volunteers. So anyone that's interested in volunteering can reach out to us uh, at the Women's Center, and I'm happy to put um, interested volunteers in touch with uh, the in touch with Safe Place. So um, we've been working closely with them because uh, we too shared your concern that with this pandemic, more people are staying in one spot, right? In, in their homes. And so domestic violence is on the rise. And so Safe Place is actually going to lead a domestic violence awareness and prevention information session um, via Zoom on November 19th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. And the registration for that event is available on our website under events. Great, I'm glad that you guys have a resource. So this partnership that you have um, with Safe Place, this benefits the whole community, not just UNA's campus. And that's really, really important because we like to outreach. It's not just about what's happening right here at UNA, it's about what's happening in our communities. Right, and for Purple Ribbon Days, which just recently happened, um, we distributed purple ribbons, which folks could pin to their shirts or their backpacks to show their support for domestic for ending domestic violence. Um, and we actually asked folks here at UNA to donate uh, personal care items for women and children to uh, to Safe Place, and we had a, a huge outpouring of support. So we can't. I mean, we're just so grateful for all the support that the UNA community is providing. These are truly some important days indeed. Um, and also uh, in October, we have Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is really important as well. And I'm glad we're making awareness of this. Um, you guys uh, hold some traditions. And I was wondering if you could tell us more about the traditions that you guys uh, hold in honor of uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Sure. So. Um I, I like to just throw out statistics because I think it's important that folks understand that these sorts of um, unfortunate situations can, can happen to them. So one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. That, that's huge. So at the end of October, the Center for Women's Studies will place a breast cancer honor and remembrance tree in the lobby of Collier Library. And we encourage individuals to stop by and help decorate the tree in purple ribbons, which we provide, to honor the women uh, in their lives who have been affected by breast cancer. Um, Lynn, do you have more to add about that in terms of sort of how that's, what that's looked like in the past? Because- Well, we have ribbons where um, um, anyone can, if they uh, want to, to honor. For example, my mother was a breast cancer survivor and where you can write uh, your, your uh, friends or family members' names on the, the ribbons or, or if it's in memory of someone. Um, and uh, I think we might have some information or the Wellness Center usually has information uh, about uh, 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 breast cancer awareness, about breast health. So um, 
so yeah, we've done that for several years as far as, as having the honor and remembrance tree. And yes, during October, definitely check out the Wellness Center. They have some resources about getting your exams um, and who you can go to, and there's discounted during October. Right. So uh, how can we help? Like, how can we donate? What can we as students do to uh, help out the Women's Center and things like that? So, well, we're very, very appreciative that you sort of spotlighted us on your podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, it's just such a great way to sort of share the resources that we have. Um, but we want to hear from students, faculty, and staff about programming that interests them um, so that we can kind of incorporate what's of interest to folks here at UNA into our programming. Um, we're of course always looking for donations to Pride's Pantry. Um, however, I have to say I have been overcome with gratitude for all of the support that UNA has shown us uh, in terms of the donations to Pride's Pantry. It's been incredible. Um, so I kind of made September, we kind of made September sort of the month to donate and we still have donations coming in for Pride's Pantry. So it's, I mean, it's just fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. We, I think I've collected more in this past sort of month and a half, um, more items than we had in our pantry um, at the beginning of the year, which we, you know, uh, donated over to the pantry. So, I mean, I've just been, it's incredible. It's incredible how supportive the UNA community is. Um, and then we're always looking for volunteers to help with our events. Uh, and so if you're interested, students are interested in that, they can reach out to uh, me, the coordinator uh, here at the Women's Center. Alrighty guys, so, um, I just want to thank you so much for being on our podcast. Like you've given so many resources, so many things that like even I didn't know about. Um, don't forget about the clothesline project coming up on the 15th and 16th, and then also on the 19th and 20th under the GUC bridge. Um, and then um, to help support domestic awareness month and then Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and then also the guest speaker on the 21st of October. If you guys have any social media you would like to plug, um, I also recommend following the pantry underscore UNA um, for the Pride's Pantry. Um, you can give donations. There's a link in their bio. There's also a Facebook page and UNA's web, web page that links to the pantry as well. So, and then uh, of course you have the Mitchell Center of Wel Wellness Center, and so if you want to go ahead and give those links or tell us those names. <laughs> okay, so you can follow us at Women's Center UNA, and that's our Facebook. No, that's our Instagram feed. And the same um, is for our Facebook page. I'm using the wrong terminology. I don't know, but we do have posts there. <laughs> That's our sharing information. You should be able to find them if you look up Women's Center and UNA, the University of North okay. Alabama Women's Center. Tyler's got it up. You should be able to find them easy peasy just like that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> 
And also, if you look up Women's Center under UNA's website, una.edu, look yes. up Women's Center, you'll find a bunch of resources. They have tons of links and hyperlinks that you can click that'll take you to a bunch of different resources. So definitely check them out. If you're looking to donate, they would love and appreciate your donations. Absolutely. And um, we thank you so much for being part of our episode today. And um, make sure you follow us, uh, thearts at una.edu, if you want to give us any feedback. Um, make sure you look up Soda Pop on Instagram. And we loved having you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hey, guys. Make sure to check out all of our social medias. Feel free to send us your feedback at arts at una.edu or through the DMs of any of our social media. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you in the future. This podcast has been brought to you by UNA School of the Arts. Executive producer is Mark Gallegos, co-produced by Selena Fugate and Tyler Hankins. Special thanks to Dr. Terrence Brown and the entire SOTA staff.